In today's show, we're going to teach you how to suck a dick. Welcome to the Love and Sex Podcast. We're your hosts, Allison and Jeff Scott. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, Coast to Coast, and around the world as we talk about sex and relationships. No topic is out of bounds, and along the way, we're going to share our own experiences, failures, and successes to help you live your best life. You're listening to the Love and Sex Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. And as always, Allison, welcome to you. Thanks, Jeff. Welcome, everyone. So just our quick notice that we're going to start including in our show. If you're under the age of 18, this show does contain very sexual material that is not appropriate for anyone under the age of 18. So if you are not over that age, please turn it off because we don't want any feedback that we are providing any kind of information that's encouraging sexual behavior in minors. (laughs) (laughs) But at any rate, if you're under 18, please don't listen. Because again, highly explicit material here. Um, Hey, you know, I had a real brain fart after last week's episode, right? We did a whole episode on pussy squirting and I said, I'm going to leave a link so that you can go to Caitlin V's video and check it out. And like a complete fucking moron, I forgot to include the link, but Uh, yeah, you know, it happens, right? I didn't even notice, but yeah, that was a, you definitely want that included because she's a goddess. She is. She is the shit. So I did go back and put the link in uh, the show notes to go to Caitlin V's video on squirting and making her squirt and being legendary and epic (laughs) in the bedroom. So if you uh, checked out last week's episode and were like, hey, Jeff, douchebag, where is the link? It's back there now. So feel free to go back and check it out. Definitely worth your while to, uh, to watch this video. It's got a lot of great information. And again, she provides that visual to everything that we were talking about last week. And she, the tutorial worked. So Jeff was a good uh, student, watched yeah. her video, and then put it to practice, and, and it worked. <laughs> yeah. The uh, tips and techniques that she gives, if you follow them, uh, good chance of success rate. But like we talked about last week, don't feel bad if it doesn't happen. Uh, that can, there can be a lot of other things, uh, you know, causing that. And um, right now I can hear our neighbor's dog barking in the oh, background. Is that what that so, is? I thought, <laughs> so if you hear that, we nice. apologize for our neighbors who have no concern about anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, hey, don't forget, head down to the show notes uh, in this episode and you can join the Love and Sex Facebook group. We uh, will also put a link in there for Pink Cherry. As you know, we want you to go explore and have some fun. So go pick up some sex toys today. Experiment. Do do something different than you normally do in the bedroom. Get a different toy. Try something with your partner to uh, spice things up and just have some fun with sex. You know, that's the whole point of this. What else, Allison? We have a another listener email. Yeah, I was excited, and I keep them coming, guys, because that really it makes us feel great when someone emails in, ask questions. Uh, we love to talk about it um, in the show. And we also just love to share our, our everyday regular experiences. So again, we're not doctors, we're not therapists, we're not sex coaches in any way. We are just regular people that 
have had multiple experiences and have opinions on all things sexual related. And we love when people reach out. Yeah. And this was, this was a pretty interesting email because this is actually something that we talked about probably close to a year ago. Um, You asked me this question, like what I thought about big labias. Yeah. Which you don't have. I mean, you have a very, what I call a very pretty pussy. (laughs) But um, even if I have to solicit that compliment out of you. (laughs) No, no. I mean, that's just, that's just me being, you know, I mean, that's just honest. I mean, I do. I think it's, it's very pretty. And I think, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in the habit of looking at dicks, but I mean, I feel like there can be a, a, for me, I feel like there's a greater variance in how pussies look compared to how dicks look. Although there are some dicks that like, if you're, um, uncircumcised, right? Yeah. 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 Right. It it could be very different. Those look different. Right. And there's different, like obviously, um, skin tones and different, um, I guess curvatures and that kind of thing. We've all seen those commercials, right? your, your dick bends like a carrot, right? We've all seen those. So I guess, I guess they're called now, but yeah, it's a disorder. So, um, anyway, with a P like, yeah. Oh, Pyrone's disease or something like that. Yeah. I knew I would know it. The commercials are on like the the same time time every weekend. Yeah. It's like right in the middle of people are asking, I love your show. But it could give kids bad idea, bad ideas. What about the Peroni's disease commercials where they're showing vegetables? Yeah, they're in the shape on of during dicks like that are bent in all these diners, drive-ins, and dives, <laughs> and then the dick commercial comes on. Anyway, um, so here's a little tidbit. I think I originally asked you about your opinion on. I don't even know if I called it labia, but I we talked about like. I think you just called it big pussy. Different lips. vagina appearances. Because to your point, you said, oh, the, you know, dicks kind of look the same. And I never really looked at other people's dicks. I had really never considered, because I hadn't really looked at pictures of other people's vaginas. Um, even though you're bi-curious? I'm not bi-curious, oh. even though you like to think so. Um, and, you know, porn tends to show one type of pussy and one type of dick. There's not a lot of variation, right? So I had never really seen a lot of variation in vaginas that I had a chance to, you know, look at. Um, But I remember seeing a show about a woman who lived in a foreign country and she was forced to have some type of mutilation type surgery to her vagina because of the size of her labia. Um, It was a traditional thing. I don't recall exactly the specifics of it but that got me thinking like what are they talking about like how could they cut those that would really hurt like what would it look like so you know as you do I googled and I was like oh my goodness I did not realize that there were such different variations to your point and what people's vaginas could look like and wow there really are yeah I mean there can be a a pretty vast difference and you just pulled up some pictures as we were getting ready for this show (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, there are labias that are, like, huge. And I didn't, I need glasses to read, like, anything close up. Um, And I did not have my glasses on. And I wasn't, I thought I was looking at something, actually, that was a combination of a pussy and a dick all in one. And I'm like, what is going on there? Yeah, the labia were hanging down so low. So, they're, they're like flaps, right? So, turns out, it's... It is a thing, and there's all variations, right? So there's, like, the very, very small labia all the way through, very large labia, and everything in between, right? And 
um, the the person who wrote in to us actually um, does have larger labia and is feeling a little insecure about it. So, right. So she, I mean, her whole thing is that she has had this all her life, and this is interesting because the these extra large vaginal lips is what we're just going to call them for ease of conversation. But this this is something that you can be born with. This is something that you can develop as you age as a woman. Uh, if you engage in certain activities, maybe you're like a big bicycle rider. Well, I guess the trauma that comes from being on a bicycle seat can cause this to happen. So there's different things that can happen in your life. So you might have one of those really tiny, small, pretty little pussies that eventually turns into something with these large labia lips and you might feel really self-conscious about it or whatever the case, but this is kind of what's happened to our viewer. Again, she's had this all her life. I say viewer, listener. Um, I always do that. I always want to say viewer. Um, but anyway, she had she's had this condition all her life, and it's kind of been a problem for her in past relationships. She's met someone new, and because of her insecurity and feeling self-conscious about her condition, she's a little bit slow to get involved with people sexually. But obviously, she's been dating this guy. They kind of, you know, been having a good time, talking a lot, forming a good connection. So everything's going great. But they got to the point where she wanted to move forward with sex. And it hasn't been the best experience for her, has it? No, um, which I like the way that you said that they got to know each other first and spent some time together connecting. So they really like each other, right? So that's the thing that makes this so hard for her is... They've gotten to know each other. It's not, you know, a hookup on the first night of meeting each other type thing. Um, and when it came time to proceed sexually, the her boyfriend was a little bit, it seemed from what she was sharing, turned off by the size of her vagina lips. And it hurt her feelings, naturally so. I mean, it's that's not something she can control. Um, and he kind of indicated that there was a reason why she had these larger lips and that it you know wasn't genetic that there's something that she had done potentially that led to this right at first he was kind of questioning whether or not it was related to some kind of sexually transmitted disease yeah right or, or like permit right. her or was like she being, being promiscuous yeah. and like it was like mm-hmm. a, a sign that she had been, you know had sex a lot and you know her pussy was just loose from doing that which right of like course, stretched out and like hanging again, down right? if we go back to our Caitlin V Right. She will tell you like that is a freaking myth. The vagina is like a rubber band, so to speak. So as it gets penetrated, it will stretch to accommodate that immediately following penetration. The vagina may still have that stretched out appearance, but within a time frame, it will go back to its original size. It's built to do that probably for childbirth and all those things, right? Because, I mean, if you thought of a woman had childbirth, right, she'd never feel a dick again, right? (laughs) Right, a baby came out of there. (laughs) Throwing a hot dog down a hallway, right? Yep. Thanks to Family Guy. Um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's a complete myth that these big lips or, you know, you have a loose pussy because you've had a lot of sex, right? Porn stars, that's that's another good... Right, they... Right, I mean, they're... Vaginas, you can, as you pointed out, Allison, right? They all tend to look the same, but they all don't look 
sloppy and loose, right? And they have sex right. more than probably anyone in the world. So the interesting thing is, though, is you, you said childbirth. And I think that when we were kind of looking into a little bit of the um, reasoning behind why someone might have a larger labia, childbirth can impact it a little bit, like riding a bike and that kind of thing. But it's not. Yeah, trauma. Yeah, like some type of trauma, yeah. whatever. So or hormonal changes, right? Is the another thing. So, whatever. And if you're having childbirth, right? I mean, you go through. You probably can attest to this as a woman, <laughs> right? You probably go through a lot of different hormonal changes. You may have some hormonal issues when you're pregnant, before, <laughs> Maybe, during, yeah. after. Um, so anyway, this young lady is feeling self-conscious about her larger labia, and when I had asked you, whatever a year ago when we first talked about it. You said you hadn't really thought about it much. Like, I don't really think about it much. Like, yeah, but you were more used to and had more experience with us women that had smaller labia. So you really hadn't, right. you didn't have like a firsthand knowledge of, oh, yes, I, you know, had experience with someone with larger labia and I either liked it or didn't like it or were neutral. So when I looked up a little bit of like, what do, what do men think about it? It said really like it's most people are neutral about it. They don't really have a strong opinion one way or another. Although the people that did have an opinion about it tended to lead a little bit more towards preferring smaller labia. Right. But there was a, a pretty shocking number of men that did like the larger labia too, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a landslide of people that like the smaller and you think that's a kink though, or a fetish kind of thing. Like I like the big well, labias. So I was, when I was Curious. talking to you about it, we were talking a little bit about oral sex and whatever, cause I don't think that would really affect the penis as much as if you were down there, you know, eating out the pussy with your mouth, right? Like it's a little bit more up close and personal. Um, and I was kind of like, saying, you know, you could have one hand and, and either. <laughs> you were I'm, like, they're like handles. I'm, I'm, and I call it a flap, but it is like, it is a flap. I'm not mean that in a derogatory way at all. And it's almost like an ability to spread open the vagina, like an ability to get in there because you could like pull these flaps back, which you can do with any vagina, but there would be a little bit of something to grip onto. Right, it's like you, a little you'd be holding something as opposed to just it's spreading it like, open. And it's almost like a little meteor, right? Like there's a little something about it. So I bet there are people especially people that really, men that really enjoy oral sex, maybe actually kind of preferring that because there's a little bit more going on down there. There's a little bit more to hang on to. There's a little bit more flesh. Who knows how sensitive that is? I mean, I don't know. I can only imagine that such a sensitive area that might even make it oral sex even more pleasurable for yeah, the woman. I mean, who who knows? Um, but anyway, so it's it wasn't a landslide one way or another. Yeah. Um, but I think to your point is, you know, we're we are not, you know, super young people, we've had experiences, you've had experiences with, you know, people, you know, a decent number of people. It's not like, you know, you're um, a virgin and haven't, haven't had a lot of experience, but you've never experienced anyone with a larger labia. Right. So I don't know what the population is, right? So how many people, how many women have that larger labia um, type of vagina? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know either, but I think, you know, kind of going back to this email, first of all, it's, it's sad that this woman has been basically pussy shamed. Yeah. Right? I, know. I mean, that's basically what's happening, right? Someone has picked on her. And she already was self-conscious about it, which is why right. she really waits to get to know someone before right. she, she takes it to the next step. She was pussy shamed in the past. Mm-hmm. And now she's got this, this deep rooted kind of uh, self-conscious and nervous feeling and shame feeling because of how her pussy looks. And 
I, I mean, really, the, the best advice that I would give to this situation is if the partner that you're with doesn't accept, you know, loves you, but doesn't accept your pussy for how it looks, and they're going to question you as to why you have this yeah. condition being related to an STI or, you know, being slut shamed or, or something like that, then maybe this person just isn't for you. And I know you might have that connection early on with them, but this is, I think this might be a sign that maybe that connection is falling apart a little bit. I feel like those are pretty ignorant comments, right? So, and maybe there was a little bit of a shock factor. Like if he also has never experienced that in the past, which sounds like he hasn't, right? He might've been like, wait, hang on a second. I've never seen anything like this. What's wrong, right? Without really understanding that it's completely normal and people's bodies are just different, right? Um, But I also wonder, maybe she'll get back to us at some point. You know, we we are going to encourage her to do obviously what's best for her and her emotions. But I'm wondering if after some reflection that he realizes, um, you know, this is she's done nothing. They care about each other. They otherwise their relationship is going in a positive direction. And maybe it's something that he will accept. But it's it's unfortunate that the original the first reaction was so negative and she felt pretty bad about it. I, I think, you know, from a guy's perspective, right, just trying to look at this like real world. OK, I think that it's. Depending on, I mean, we didn't see a picture of her pussy. She didn't send us anything like that, right? We just know that she has large labia, uh, you know, large lips here. So looking at the pictures that we saw, like I said, it was pretty, some of the pictures were pretty shocking. So the only thing that I can say is I can understand that if you're a guy and you've never seen anything like that and you're having a sexual experience for the first time with someone who has this condition, I can understand that it might be a little bit shocking to see. That's understandable. And I can even understand um, having a conversation about it, but it's how you go about that conversation. Right. You can't come out and say, why do you have this? What you, are you a slut? Have you been, you know, have a lot of sex? You got a sexually transmitted, like just to make those types of accusations about someone's pussy um, because you're shocked by its appearance. Yeah, it's very ignorant, and it's it's, yeah. it's mean. Actually, I think that's it's the mean. perfect word is is just ignorance. But have a conversation like, hey, like you know, I've I've actually never seen this before. Is this something that you were born with? Is this something that you know um, changed over time? I mean, just soften the question, yeah. right? To to ease your curiosity, but don't come out accusing someone of being something horrible or having something horrible just because their pussy looks a little because different. you're not aware of it. Yeah. And she didn't indicate in any way that there's any issues with her having sex. Right. So there's no, you know, I think they said um, what we were able to read that some people might have some discomfort during sex with the yeah, larger it can labia. Cause some, cause it creates yeah. extra friction yeah. with the larger lips. So for and some women it can become more painful. So, right. So she didn't indicate that that was a problem for her at all. Right. So it's not going to hold them back from having a good sex life. Um, but it just, you know, she was pretty upset about the initial reaction. And I think she really just kind of wanted to see if other people had experienced the same thing. If you and I had any experience with it, which we neither one of us have. Right. So we don't have any firsthand experience to share. Um, but I do think about it. Right. So I think about you and I. Right. And we also had a pretty strong connection before we even met. Like we were speaking right, um, right. online, texting all the time, talking on the phone. and I mean completely nervous to meet for the first time, especially me, because I was insecure, right, about 
you know, this is too good to be true. Like this connection is so amazing. Like, you know, what if I'm whatever for him, right? I'm too overweight or he doesn't like my vagina or he doesn't like my smile or, you know, what what, or I'm too old or whatever. Right. So, um, it's just a natural thing, right? And if she has this extra layer that she always probably has an insecurity about simply because she, her vagina looks different than, than many others. But I can't imagine, especially after the connection that you and I had is if my vagina did not look as you had hoped, right. That you would have ever said anything like that to me. Right. And I mean, the same holds true though for me, right. If there was something kind of oddly different about my penis compared to what we view as normal. Right. Right. I mean, I could understand maybe asking a question like, has it always been bent like that? Right. <laughs> you know, or I mean something, right. But I mean, you wouldn't just come out and be like, has it always been huge? Yeah, like I mean, that? so this guy that's picking on her pussy, what has he got a golden cock or what? You know right. what I mean? Like right, right, right. you got the perfect dick going on down there or what? Because you're being awful judgmental about her sexual parts. Maybe she'll come back and say, I don't know. They're tiny dick. <laughs> um, you know, maybe I, tiny. Yeah, I don't maybe, know, tiny. Maybe I'll cut this extra skin off and give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, meanwhile, though, it doesn't sound like this is the first time it's happened to her, right? And I think is, this time it just hurt more because yeah. she was. Well, she's already and, sensitive about she, it. She's sensitive about it, and she has made a point of trying to get to know someone and get to know who they are before experiencing anything sexually with them. So she has a higher comfort level, and he really let her down. Yeah. That is that is sad. So, again, the best advice to her is, hey, if this guy can't accept you for you, and there's this is a big problem for him, then then move on, and because there is someone out there that will accept you for you, and you don't have to live with these feelings of shame uh, because of how you look. But for women out there, you know, again, we were kind of touching on some of the things that can cause this condition. So if if you are kind of worried like about your vagina changing in any way. Keep in mind, right, these things. It can happen due to age. It can happen due to hormonal changes, right? Maybe activities that you're doing. If you're taking spin class and you're on that, <laughs> on yeah, that bike, never. right, that, that can cause trauma. Even restrictive clothing can result in this condition. Because, beware of the camel toe. Right, right. Be, beware <laughs> of how tight your clothes fit on the pussy because it can it can cause this condition eventually because of the trauma of the tight clothing. Yeah, the tightening, the squeezing. Yeah. Do you remember we were walking across the street one day and there was a couple young ladies walking towards us and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, there was camel toe front and center walking towards us. Like, dude. We were downtown. Yes, we were in town. We were crossing hometown. We were crossing the crosswalk and I'm like, people, what are her friends? Her friends are bad friends. Yeah, like they are with someone her. Someone tell this Someone girl. tell this girl, like, good Lord. Holy moose knuckle. <laughs> anyway, Anyway. So if anyone else has experience with a larger labia, um, men or women, if you wouldn't mind reaching out to us and letting us know what your experiences have been, what your thoughts are on it, yeah, we'd love to hear because it's actually something neither one of us have any experience with. Yeah, if with. you're a woman too with a with a uh, extra large labia with some stories to tell, come on the show. Well, we can record it again. We can always keep your identity uh, confidential. We don't have to do that, so we don't have to share names or where you live or anything like that. Um, we'd love to know your story though. We'd love to hear your story and, uh, come on and share it with us. Yes, please. All right. That okay. brings us to really the, the main topic of today's show. And I think Allison, you have some good information for all the women out there on how <laughs> to suck a dick. Well, 
<laughs> I'm not an expert, right? But I do have some experience. And we thought, you know, it is one of the highly, most highly searched sexual positions, topics, whatever. A lot of women want to know how to do it. Right. right? Do it well. Or just oral sex in general. People right. are very interested in oral sex. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll have an episode coming up on how to eat a pussy really well. Okay. But um, today's focus, though, is how to suck that dick big. So a couple tips for it, right? And um, again, I'm not an expert, but I do have a little bit of experience. So the first tip is to be enthusiastic. And I can say that this is 100% factual. That is 100% factual. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing better than, you know, that Some, that happening and in, in the, the woman being into it. Yeah, wanting to do it, not doing it just for you, but wanting to do it. And I remember. No, just, just wanted to do it for me. No, 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 no. That's not enthusiastic. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not just the technique of the actual blowjob, but rather like the enthusiasm. So I remember you saying to me pretty early on in our sexual relationship, how you liked the sounds that I make yeah. when I'm oh, yeah. giving you a blowjob. And I think it is just because I sound like I'm enjoying it. Right. Cause I am like, it's, there's just every once in a while I'm getting really into it. There's there's some sound effects coming along with it. I think it's fun, right? Whether it's a woman giving a man oral or a man giving a woman oral, I think it's always fun, right? When you're doing that to your partner to hear their sounds and, and their moans and whatever from the pleasure that you're giving them, right? Mm -hmm. That can be that can be pretty sexy and really encourage you to want, you know, to to be in there, get yeah. into it. Yeah. Right. It adds to it. Um you know, and while you're down there, make a little eye contact, but not like the creepy contact where you just your eyes are wide open and you're just like staring up at you, like <laughs> sucking your dick. Yeah, it's got to be um, kind of like give the sultry eyes, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's an on and off type thing, right? I have a hard time keeping my eyes open, like really in, in most sexual positions. If I'm really into it, my eyes just naturally close. Yeah, I It's would just agree. a thing, you know? So, um, and even tell them like, you know, say to you like how how much I love to suck your dick and, and how much it's turning me on too. Like those are all part of the enthusiasm piece. Does that sound like that makes sense to you? Uh, that makes a lot of <laughs> sense to me. So this is pretty obvious. Um, but, and you always say that this is very helpful as well is bringing your hands into the mix. So even though a blowjob is oral sex, you do want to, um, because the mouth brings the wetness and the tongue and all the juiciness but the hand really helps make it like tighter, right? And kind of brings a little bit more of that motion. Um, so it's it's a double, it's a double thing, right? You, you could talk with no hands at all, um, but adding the hand in makes it a little bit better of an experience. Yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting thing, right? Because when it comes to blowjobs, right, uh, women either have the ability, depending on their gag reflex, the size of their mouth, all these different things, Women, some women have the ability to really do like a really deep throat, right? A really deep, deep throat. And other women can't because of the gag reflex, again, the size of their mouth. So there can be things that prevent that from happening. But what I think is important to know is, and this is just my perspective, is um, the, a blowjob, right? Good blowjob is a combination of the mouth and the hand. Doesn't necessarily okay. have to be. I think the deep throat thing, it's kind of like one of those taboo kink fetish type of things. 
right? It's kind of a porn thing too, right? Yeah, you see I mean, it in porn, you're like, ooh, I want one I of mean, those. Sure, it feels good, right? But I mean, it does. it's not like that's something that has to happen in a blowjob. I think it's the, the combination of the um, mouth and the hand together that really can uh, amp up how it feels for the man. And, and I think that's a, a huge thing with adding the hand into the mix. Right, right. Especially, like you said, if the penis is larger um, it's, and you can't get, you know, the penis fully in your mouth, using the hand, especially once you've made the penis nice and wet and you're rubbing your hand up and down at the same time, it's you're getting whole, that whole kind of motion and it's, it's very nice feeling for the guy. It is. Allison, before you go to the next tip on how to give great head from a woman, um, we're just going to take a quick break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Hey, everyone. It's Allison and Jeff. We just wanted to take a quick break to thank everyone for listening to the Love and Sex podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would appreciate it if you give us a five-star rating. If you don't think we deserve a five-star rating, please email us at lovesexpodcast at gmail.com to share your constructive feedback on what we can do better. Do you have any topics you would like us to discuss on the show? Do you want to share your story or even be a guest on the show? You can do so anonymously. Just reach out to us at lovesexpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, welcome back, Allison. Where are we with the tips on how to suck a dick good? Okay, well, the next tip is don't be afraid to add spit oh, and lots yeah. of it. Um, you know that. Yes, please. <laughs> you you want to make sure it's wet, right? So if you're. Yeah, it definitely feels better when it's it wet. It definitely feels better when it's wet. So um, this actually is not the easiest thing for me. I don't find it easy to get a mouthful of saliva and spit. So um, I feel like I'm constantly re-wetting the penis with my mouth over and over and over again. Um, but I know there are times where it gets super wet and you instantly oh, yeah. remark of how amazing it is. So, yeah. um, so don't be afraid to spit ladies. They do like that. And then keep your tongue soft and loose and twirl it around and go oh, up and down. And gracious. it's like, you, you want to make sure that's providing like that texture and the warmth and the wetness. And, um, because there's no wet vagina there, you need to get it wet somehow. So this one I thought was interesting as a tip. And I think I was showing you with my mouth earlier and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, <laughs> so, let's do that. So it says pretend that you are about to say the word purple. And purple. so when your mouth goes into the purr, like the, that shape of the being ready to say the word purple, it just creates kind of like um, the right kind of, I'm going to say like tunnel. I don't even know what else to call right, it. Right, like the right kind of opening, right? Everything is like, uh Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just ready to accommodate. Right. Your lips get in the right position. It's it's like a relaxed feeling for your mouth and your tongue, right? Your tongue even goes kind of like down a little bit or something when you do that. Yeah. I'm I, noticing. I'm right. trying it right away. I'm, you're trying to figure it out, right? So apparently that's there's something about that. I've never personally tried that before. I've never heard that. that one before. I like that one though. So we talked about this briefly a minute ago, but attempt the deep throat if you like it. To your point, it's kind of cool. Like if you can do it, you can do it. A lot of women can't because of gag reflex and other work and other reasons. Some people don't enjoy it. Some people's penises are just far too large. And if you don't have like a completely open throat, you can't get it in there. Right. But it is kind of a sexy thing if you can just, even if it's for a brief period of time to attempt that deep throat. And if you can't, 
this is another thing, right? If you can't, don't try to do something you can't because I'll tell you right now, from a guy's standpoint, you'd much rather have a good blow job with the hand and the mouth than trying to deep throw and throwing up all over them, mm-hmm. right? Because if you make yourself sick and puke all over them, it's really going to put an end to the whole the whole vibe that's going on. That's going to be a, a real blow job killer. Yep, you are right. But people do try, right? And there is some sure. pressure if you're if you're not able to do that to be able to try it. Um, and you know, people who watch a lot of porn and have an interest in that, they they feel I I would believe that people would feel pressure to at least try it because that's that's what they believe that men want, right? Well, remember, there's girls in porn that take two dicks in their ass at the same time, right? right? But as, <laughs> as our buddy Caitlin V says, that is for a closed course professional driver. <laughs> um, and deep throat, I think, is very similar to that too, because I mean, it's you don't you don't want to completely choke yourself out. Right, right. It's not worth it, right? You don't want to be barfing. Um, so get comfortable, right? So you don't want to be on, you know, a pins and needles carpet down on your knees yeah, and like end up with a rug burn and, and scabbing and bleeding. Hard <laughs> floors. A hard killing your knees, bones. Right. Like it's fun for a second or two, but you're not going to be able to maintain that. Um, or even like the position that you're in, you don't want to get a neck cramp and you don't want to, you know, you want to make sure that you're comfortable so that you can continue to uh, pursue. Yeah. Be effective. That's a good way to look at it. Um, but even like, sometimes I like to come from the side, like meaning approach your penis from the side. Yeah. Or, um, sometimes like from like the bottom of the bed, like I like different, positions depending on the mood that I'm in also. Yeah. And I'm sure it feels a little different for yeah, you. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, if I, you know, I think even, um, even if we're talking about blow jobs or even just talking about like hand jobs, I've always think it's fun. Like when the hand comes from different angles or the mouth and hand come from different angles, um, maybe reach between the legs from behind to, you know, to rub the balls or the penis. I mean, so anything like that, I think like shaking is, it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's just, uh, you get different sensations based on how the hand is touching you. Right. Because the underside of the penis is so sensitive. Right. And sometimes right. It, if you're coming in from like underneath, maybe with the hand or something and, and touching it, uh, you are just hitting different right. nerves, right. Yep. And different things. So it can really, I think just kind of change the feeling and the sensitivity for the, for the man by doing those things. So. Right. So think about it though. So think about how different it is from when like you're lying on your back, right. To when you are kneeling. Oh yeah. And I'm like on my back. Right. And right. like I you're love com- that approaching position. me. Right. Well, because that, that's a really good opportunity for me to get underneath. Right. And there is something about just the angle. The angle. We always talk about angles, right. From angles for, are so important. Though. Angles for even like for me, for different orgasms or whatever, but definitely for the blow job, that angle is a really good angle for you. And I mean, I'm talking, it's like completely different than when we're in other positions. So we digress, but anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, that. the angle and you need to be comfortable, right. In, in whatever position you decide to do. So we always talk about this. It's one of our two things we always talk about one communication and two lube. So lube. you lube. can definitely add lube, especially if you're someone like me that doesn't produce a lot of saliva, add lube to the mix, right? Just remember so, to make it, Edible lube. Yeah, edible lube or even like or or coconut oil or something that's not actually right. like an a, you know, it's a product that that's edible. Um they make a I think lubes have come so you know, they're so advanced now, right? They're, they're, oh my God, they're, they're much so more advanced. effective as far as like how long they last, mm-hmm. right? And and the feelings that they provide. But I feel like the edible lubes have come a long way, right? It used to be like 
I feel like back when we like we were in high school and stuff, because I used to work in Spencer Gifts. <laughs> Anyone remembers that little nugget of a store? Right? It was all these sex items, though, that they had in there and uh, and different things. But the lubes and stuff were shit back then, right? They were like, they had a taste to them, right? They were edible, but it was over the top, like oh, make you want to puke kind of sweet, yeah. right? I think they've come a long way now where um, the, it's not so much like that. You can get the things that are better tasting from... Because there's a lot of podcasters out there that have sex shows like this. And uh, a lot of them have um, sponsorships with different lube companies. And, and they'll talk about that and, and you know, how good they taste and, and stuff like that. So I think that's it's come a long way. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Because I was, I was not partaking in lubes when we were younger. Me either. I just worked there. Oh, okay. You just know what it tasted like. Okay. Um, next tip. Figure out your ideal end game. I think this is a big tip. This tip is important, right? So you're not going in to start this blowjob without knowing how far you're willing to take it, right? Are you going to take it all into your mouth? Are you going to start with a blowjob and then proceed to another type of sex, right? Are you going to like climb on top? Penetration. Are you going to get oral after that? Right. Like, is it going to be? We're going to edge. We're going to move to a sixty-nine. Are you going to edge? Ooh, ooh. Um, But if you don't. If you're not going to take the whole thing in your mouth, you're not, your plan is not to go the full Monty, right? With the blowjob, then you need to figure out what your workaround is going to be. So, because some people are really very aware of when their partner is close to coming and some are not. So well, you want to make sure you know what's happening. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Right. Is Because from the woman, you could probably tell. Is, is there not a difference in how the penis feels when it's getting ready to come? Does it not? become a little bit more swollen? In my experience with you, yes, it does. I don't think it's always the case, the case that it's as defined as it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, the pre-cum starts to give you a, an awareness that you're getting a little bit further along in the process, right? Yeah. Things are getting a little bit more um, a little close. You're getting closer to an end game, right? But, yeah. um, but and depending on what the situation is, right? Like if if I wake you up with a blowjob, which you know basically happens every day. Um, yeah. <laughs> what I was thinking. I don't want it to end there, right? Because then then it's over, right? So I don't want to wake you up with a blowjob and make you come in my mouth and then it be over, right? Because I want it to last longer. I want there to be more positions. So right. right. Sometimes like a quick blow job, you know, on the couch might be the end game, but sometimes the end game is not the blow job. So you want to make right, sure you think right. about that in advance. I mean, you want to be spontaneous yeah, also. I'm not point. saying you it's plan point, it all, right? but it depends on what your what your motive is. Right. And what time. you want out of the out of the moment too. Okay. So moving on. So the next tip is to cover your canines. So cover your teeth with your tongue. Yes, please. Now, here's the interesting thing, right? I do think that there are some men that like like a little bit of a dragging of the teeth across the penis. Like there is a little bit of like a... Like a yes, there's a fine line there, It's right? a fine line, right? So it's almost like a, like a little bit of a like tease, almost like your nails, right? right? But it's your teeth. Right. Um, but I know you have always joked about the fact that when all my teeth fall out, you'll be completely happy because then I can just gum you. Oh, yeah, um, that's like the ideal so, situation. Be careful with your teeth, right? It's it is a fine line. You obviously don't want to bite the penis. It's very sensitive, and teeth can be sharp, and that can be a very painful experience. Yeah. Um, but um, like I said, there are some people who like a little bit of the dragging of the teeth. So it's it's a technique that you need to master to make sure you get that right. Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, next tip. And it's funny because when I said this to you earlier, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I know which one's coming then. Think about licking an ice cream cone. Yeah. Right? Just kind of like the idea of like how you lick a cone. It's like from the, the bottom to the top and the top to the bottom. Like you're moving in like different directions with your tongue. Like it's thinking soft ice cream, right? right. Like a little vanilla and chocolate twist. Like, you know, just kind of yeah. how you would like, you want to lick it before it melts. And you just kind of get in that whole experience of, um, you're not like lapping up this dick. Like you don't want to like <laughs> lick it hard. Right. You want it to be like a gentle lick. Although... I would say that there, you know, like if you're on the underside of the penis, right, and you're licking, like putting a little bit more pressure with your tongue and then maybe lightening that pressure uh, to more of that tickling effect like you were talking about. I think using some different pressures like that, if you're just using the tongue, right, um, which I think is also hot. Like if if you're getting a blowjob, it doesn't always have to be in the mouth. Right. I think taking it out and licking it like that, like that, there's just a dirtiness side to it for me like naughty like, yeah like yeah. that's a that's a naughty thing to do right that's a little a little dirty um i like that so the thing is though is that it's also like a teasing thing right so yeah you do some licking and licking and then you put it in your mouth and take it out right and then a little bit more licking yeah. licking you put it in your mouth take it out right that's that whole like really trying to drive you crazy type thing um another tip which i know that you said is not really something that you have a desire is to play with temperature meaning by bringing right. some heat, you bring some ice, right? You bring a little something different to experience. People also think that that's a nice experience for the vagina. Yeah. Putting a little ice in there. So yep. obviously the penis is experiencing that as well. It's just something different, right? It's something that. It is something different. I don't know that I necessarily need the temperature change myself. I, it, It's like one of those things. It's like, it's okay, but it's it's not well, a big think, thing for me. If you think about it, right? What if I had was had ice in my mouth and got my mouth very cold, spit out the ice and then put my mouth on you right it's it's just a little bit of a a change like something to shock it a little bit right, right so right. i don't know you know it shock, mixes it up i was gonna say though shocking a penis with too much cold is not a good thing right yeah. we all know that with the cold right. pools i was in the pool <laughs> <laughs> okay so um another tip is especially if you're in a newer relationship or it's a very casual type of relationship is to consider using condoms um, you do need to still protect yourself from sexually transmitted diseases, which can be transmitted through oral sex as well, yep. as we all know. So practicing safe sex is extremely important. Um, and they have flavored condoms and yeah. different types of condoms. Yeah, and ones that you can do that will be a little bit better for the woman, right? If you're doing oral, you don't want to taste the nasty taste of a condom. Right, right. right. And you know what? It's weird because I have seen very, very rarely in like porn type videos of there being condoms used in yeah. different scenarios, penetration as well as oral. But it's always amazing to me that, and even what you shared in some of your um, previous experiences, that the condom was always required for pen penetration, but it was not required for oral, right. which really meant that the person was not concerned about disease, right. but more concerned about pregnancy, right? Or something, I'm guessing, right? I think also people tend to think about uh, STIs more with penetration than they do oral sex. but as we know, I mean, STIs are, you know, you can, you can get them by doing oral too, but I think there's just something about that. I think, it's, I, don't I think know. there's pregnancy. I think yeah. there's uh, sexually transmitted disease with the vagina and stuff like that. So I think people are just more sensitive to sexually transmitted diseases in that sense, as opposed to the, in oral, but it really, it yeah. they really shouldn't be, they really should be equally as concerned, right? Because right. if there is a sexually transmitted disease in a sexual, a, a, that occurs, that's occurring in someone's penis, 
and you're going to get it in your mouth if you're going to get it yeah. in your vagina. Yeah, so no doubt. So just just a tip, especially if you're in like a newer or or a very casual type setting. Yep. Um, and then always make sure you feel it out, right? So we talked a little bit about the um the email that we received from someone who's listened to our podcast about um her labia being different than yeah, some, right? Extra large labia. Extra large labia. And we also shared like not everybody's penis is the same. And that's going to be the same, right, for a blowjob. Like you really want to make sure that since every penis is different, there's going to be different sensitive areas. There's going to be different things that you are going to like as the giver, right? Um, and, you know, feel out the different nooks and crannies, the veins, right. like the the balls and how that feels to be licked, sucked, touched, whatever. Oh, and now everyone, you're talking my language. But everyone is different, right? So, and we talked, we just talked about fine line with the teeth, right? The balls is a fine line, right? So you can't go too aggressive on the balls because that would be uncomfortable. That is, you know, that is a really interesting point because you see this all the time in porn, right? Like the girls will be ball sucking. Like, I hate that. Like yeah. I have super sensitive balls and it actually hurts me. I like, like a light licking. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's to me, that is, that feels really, really good. But I do not like, like my ball being taken in the mouth yeah. or, or anything like that. That's more aggressive because it, it actually hurts me. And so that's really interesting because you know, there, there, there's a perfect example of how it can differ from person to person. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and just every penis is different. So you want to get to know, get to know your penis, get to know your penis. So those are just a few tips, really. Like like I said, they're just things that we've learned that work well and don't work well, things that, you know, can make it the experience a little bit better for the receiver um, and even for the giver. So not everybody enjoys oral sex, enjoys giving oral sex. Um, most people enjoy receiving oral sex. Yeah. It's, um, uh... <laughs> but um, it just makes the experience, like if, you, people, if you're watching porn and women believe, okay, I can't deep throat, so I can't give a blowjob. I can't give a good blowjob because I can't, you know, deep throw or I don't want to swallow. So I can't give a good blowjob. Well, you can. And there's just a lot of different aspects to it that make that would make the blowjob something that's enjoyable for the receiver. And there's there's a couple other podcasts that we've listened to. And uh, one of them was a woman talking about swallowing right during her show. And it was pretty interesting because she's like, you know, even women, she thinks that a lot of women who don't like swallowing or say, I can't swallow. She feels that they're brainwashed into believing that because she's like, it's not a big deal. She's like, I, she goes, it's not like it's necessarily my favorite thing to do because a lot of people struggle with the texture or the taste or whatever. But she's like, it literally, if it happens, you can literally swallow it in a second. And she's like, well, I always keep a glass of lemon water by the side of my bed. <laughs> right? She's like, that's why I have a chaser. So that if I do do that, that happens, I, I can just drink something right behind it. And it's done. It's over with. It's not a big deal. You know what's so funny is that the, the the day that we listened to that podcast, I had a Gatorade next to the bed. And you were like, oh, my God, a Gatorade? Is that your chaser? I'm like, holy shit, you brought a chaser? <laughs> no. It just happened to be the same day, which I thought was hysterical because I don't often have a drink. Sometimes I'll have a water. But you're like, oh, my God, is that your chaser? I'm like, what? I think that might actually be an interesting show, right? Like the whole spit, swallow type thing. Like what? Because I've always found like... I. To me, I don't, I don't have this desire for the swallowing thing. Like to me, I think the facial is much hotter. To me, that's what I find sexy. Like with the blowjob, I think those are the things. So, like to me, it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a swallow. It doesn't have to be a spit. It doesn't have to be either of those. I think the facial is 
the hottest thing. I just think there's something so sexy about that. So for me, that's where I stand. So you don't even need a chaser. Yeah, but it's just that I'm thinking of you already. (laughs) It's just so funny how people have their different preferences. But we were the one other funny thing about that podcast that we listened to is um, she's hysterical, by the way. But she was saying um, how someone had written into her and asked, where can I find someone who swallows? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, she's like, do you go on a dating site? Like, um, I love to swallow. swallow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to just date women and figure out whether that or was... not that's something they do or not. And right. if, if that's a big thing for you and they don't do it, then you don't continue dating right. them. That's not the right but person for you. Usually those kind of, uh, you know, criteria aren't mentioned on the dating site. So funny. I love to take a big load. <laughs> Um, you can give it to me anywhere. I love to swallow it. I love to. It just was such a funny question. Where can I find a woman? Gurgle with it. Oh my God. Anyway, funny. But we we digress. Hopefully those tips are helpful for anyone that's interested in um, learning a little bit more about giving a blowjob. Absolutely. Good information there. And, um, we should go practice because I know (laughs) I'm all horned up after this episode. So thank you very much, Allison. My pleasure. All right, that's where we're going to cut it off today, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this show. Don't sex shame people who have big labias or big pussies. They are people too. And treat that pussy with love and kindness. And women, you now have the tips and the information to go be legendary in bed (laughs) this week. Last week, it was the man's turn to be legendary in bed by making you squirt. Today is your turn to be legendary in bed by giving him a blowjob that will blow his head off. So get to it. Go have fun in the bedroom. We'll see you guys in the next show. But until then, be safe and be kind.